as of February 9th, 2020, it's been my favorite thing of being a podcaster. It was designed as an archive of the people who I have loved, honored, and respected from months to years. It's been something that's allowed me to grow, show myself at my best. With that said, welcome to Roaming Around Black Lion's Domain. I hope you like who's about to come on. I know I do. Welcome to another episode of Roaming Around. Basically, you got the gist of what Roaming Around is in the new intro. I am happy and grateful for my guest today. I've known him for some time now. And he's just a great dude. And he's fortunately blessed me with his time because he's very hard to get to talk to because he's a very busy guy. And I respect that. And he's one of the most hardworking individuals I've ever known. So, with that said, welcome to Roaming Around Black Lions Domain, Kieran. Damn, it's been fucking hell. I've, I went out to swear on the show. I should have asked that before. <laughs> Am I allowed to swear? Uh, so, how are you, pal? Ah, doing good, doing good. It's been damn of... We used to interact on online, wasn't it? I'd say probably about what four, five years ago. Damn, yeah, it's been some yeah, time. about been some five, time. About five yeah. years ago, we actually came in contact by a dear friend of ours who lives in Japan, who actually cannot oh. stand Jay White for the love of himself. <laughs> you know what? Something's great about that. You know what? Something that they'll just make this full circle. So we have we have a mutual friend. Um, genuine friend in, in Japan, and he's for some reason, and it baffles my mind because I think Jay White's absolutely fundamentally, fundamentally, and as a pro wrestler, amazing. Um, he trained at the same wrestling school I'm training at. Oh, if really? That, if that if that doesn't take everything full circle, I don't know what does not. Oh wow! <laughs> okay. And this is the first I'm hearing of this, folks. I, I'm in awe right now. Because our dear friend uh, does not like Jay White. And the fact that uh, Kieran over here actually is in the same school as Jay, I'm thinking he's going to do very, very well. Even more. All right. So uh, what's your background in uh, wrestling, Dave? background in wrestling so just to put everyone out there i'm training i have not had a match not been on a show been training for obviously in the uk i don't know if everyone knows but we've been on a kind of lockdown since march 2020 so obviously haven't been in a ring since then um before that i did it for about a year uh once a week 
and the school that I go to is absolutely magical. But it all started when um, one of my mates, he's been a long time, I went to school with him. Uh, he trains there as well. And um, it was actually, I remember exactly where it was. Uh, we had a we had a carvery. We, we met up once a week. We always had a carvery, which um, is the equivalent of a roast dinner. I don't know what you guys call it that in America. Um, but we had a roast dinner. We came back. So I oh, should come down to training. And um, I was like, yeah, cool. Popped along. And then ever since then, it's just been sort of wanted to do. <laughs> and I'm happy for you. Oh, man. Not many people can say that they want to train to be pro wrestlers because this is a very rare industry to try to get into. And the fact that you're doing it, my friend, it means a lot. And I could think of nobody better than you to actually go in. And I'm not saying that just to blow smoke. I mean that because of your general work ethic that I've seen through the time that I've known you. Yeah, I think I think that's one of those things though where like it's kind of you either have that work ethic or you don't. Um I kind of after I'd say after education, it was kind of that growing up phase where it just everything just came and you can ask anyone. Uh, you you just you just gotta do everything and that's the best thing, the best thing about the school as well. It teaches you how to work hard, not just in the ring, in life. You should give 110% and no matter what you do. Um, I think that's really important in life in general. You know, you should always just give 100% whether it's to your family, your friends, your partner, um, your job. Even if you hate your job, you should still give 100% because you're still getting paid to do that job. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate because um, I've known you for a while. Um, I haven't, haven't probably taught you in few years um but damn it was it's yeah it is a grind but you know a couple of energy drinks always do the job <laughs> i hear you and i hope you do not crash off that uh, seriously no no, no, no i remember i i i, I, I did I, i'm a at the minute i kind of go through phases of energy drinks i kind of have like that that one of one or two three ones that I kind of stick with um, at the minute. I don't know if you guys have it over in America. If you have the Rockstar energy drinks, oh yes, we do. Oh, dude, the one at the minute. Okay, I'm on. I've literally got it now because I finished work after the overnight. It's the it's a it's kind it's called the Hardcore Apple. It's got zero sugar. It's got amino acids, loads of vitamins, and 200 extra mg of caffeine. So I should be all right. Oh, God bless. Oh man, I remember when we first started talking, you and I. Uh, you actually did bring up a quote that actually stuck with me for years. And once I finally became a podcaster, it never left me at all. And I always thought of you in a highlight because you said it. Uh, if the quote goes right, I believe you said that Vince McMahon said something along the lines of, you got to learn how to eat shit and like the taste of it. And I've always respected your work ethic since then. And I've always tried to put my best forward into doing this podcast in my general life. So to you, I say thank you. That's right, dude. Um, it's 
I, I, you kind of got to look at like people like Vince. You know, everyone's like, oh, the WWE sucks. It's like, dude, actually watch the wrestling. It's really great. Um, but man, you got to respect like people like that. Like the Vince McMahon's, um, if anyone ever needs any kind of like, if they're like trying to become entrepreneurs and they're a bit younger, uh, check out Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, mm-hmm. There's lots and lots and lots of, of people out there who just, and they give it, give out that, that information out and that kind of motivation out for free. And it's just, I don't know, once you kind of get into that rhythm of, of working hard and giving 110% at anything, whether it's getting in shape, um, whether it's dieting, whether that's, work a career a passion a hobby even stuff is cleaning like if if you give 110 percent, it just even if you don't succeed you can still look back and go oh well i gave it my all i tried my best what can you do sometimes it's not meant to be mm-hmm. and i'm still in awe that this show is almost two years old and I've outlasted some of my biggest influences. Whew. I was thinking about that just a few days ago, and it just swamped me. And to say that I've outlasted some people in the podcasting industry, excuse me? <laughs> I always thought that some people would actually go higher because of how they were at the point in time when I met them. But for some odd reason, some people just faded off the, the planet. Yeah, and... dude. Like, um, uh, what was it? I still, I still like, um, what's the thing? I still, I, I watch, well, I still, I watch um, uh, Rassam Rantan. I enjoy his, the, the New Japan stuff he does. I think that's really fun. Um, also listen to the JD from NY206. Um, I think he's he's entertaining. He's gimmicked. He's gimmicked. <laughs> you actually he's listen a... to JD from New York? Wow. Yes, it's he's he's entertaining. Um, I don't agree with half the stuff he says. I don't even think he would. If he if if someone had if someone told you put the hand on the Bible and tell the truth. Do you actually think what you're saying is true? Probably say no, but he's he's working. He's he's working. Same as Dave Meltzer, he's working everywhere. It's it's absolutely genius. Um, he's got what? How many hundred thousand plus subscribers? The guy, the, the guy has like just rants about Raw for two hours. He releases a morphine. Probably has a laugh doing it, and he's you know he's probably well off. Oh my God. I have not sat through JD from New York in like maybe about a year or two. And I was a fan for a long time because he was right on point with some of the stuff that he was saying. Like, uh, I'm not going to go bashing Roman. I respect Joseph Anoa'i for what he's done. And I understand the laws of attraction, and we'll get that into that uh, shortly. I understand how he's going along, where his character is, and whatnot. But to completely bash somebody for hours on end, I, I can't do that. I cannot do that for the love of me. I can actually try to uh, suffice doing the WWE thing 
for a while. And I've done it out of respect to people like your fellow countrymen who have actually been on my show. But me in the long run, if I talk WWE way too long, I just get burnt out. I say, oh, no. <laughs> but I try to re be very respectful. And JD from New York, I feel sometimes he's a little bit too much. But yeah, I'm not I, I can agree. I'm but it's a gimmick. It's it's a gimmick, and you got like it's a gimmick. It's it's brilliant because people love that because it's a whole it's a trend, isn't it? Oh, W sucks. I'm an AEW guy, or W sucks. I'm a Japanese guy, and it's like okay, uh, that's just because you can see it on Twitter. Everyone, if you log onto your Twitter, you'll be able to see the difference, like in the fan base. And that's not a knock on the fans at all. Like, you can watch what you want, like what you want, and you, ha you do have the right to not like what you don't like. Like, for myself, um, when I chuck on stuff, if, if it's Raw, if it's SmackDown, if it's NXT, um, there'll be certain matches I look for. Uh, there'll be certain matches, like, you don't have to watch it. Um, but the beauty of, you know, 2020 is there's so much access to watch anything mm. like mm. It's, it's absolutely magical like the fact that i can log on my laptop and study some dragon gate matches the more fast-paced style of the junior heavyweights then you also got the best of super juniors going on right now for new japan like i've really enjoyed that like being able to sit down and go oh that's a nice spot oh his selling's really nice i'm enjoying this this and this and kind of learning from it um but yeah it's 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 an it's an odd one um but yeah there's i think i kind of tend to not watch too much uh, podcast the podcast i do listen to as actual podcasts probably 83 weeks Eric bischoff and uh something to rest with i used to love the taz show um when that was on uh but that's cancelled he's obviously doing stuff in AEW right now uh which i think he's doing a great job at um but yeah it's kind of it for like podcasts i watch oh man there are so many of us out there and it boggles my mind, like how many podcasts there are. Exactly, like, dude. That's why. That, that, that's that's literally why I kind of just the the field so much. So there's like a select few I listen to, and I listen to Eric Bischoff. Um, I listen to Bruce Pritchard. Um, I kind of, you know, if there's videos on YouTube. So for example, if you know you're on the bus or train or whatever you're doing and just kind of doing nothing you youtube video and you just it pops up on recommended you know you give them a watch but i don't know i think that i oh, just i like eric bischoff and bruce because you learn things from them you know you learn about the history uh what went on the kind of you could kind of you can gain an education away from from that obviously whether it's all true or not is you know i'm not saying they're lies i'm not saying that at all but it's a it's a it's a tough one but yeah, it's, I, I don't, again, fans have the choice of doing a podcast. And if you do, you know, more power to you. You know, you've got your own shtick going on here, which is, you know, I saw over 200 plus episodes. So it must be, must be doing good. But, you know, I wish that it was a bit more positive and a bit of respected going to the rest of us who are, you know, putting their lives on the line. But what can you do? Oh, man. And you mentioned Rasslin Rant, and he's one of my biggest influences, bar none. I always respected him. I remember the first time that I ever heard him, I said, oh, he's definitely a black He's definitely a black man. And he actually did go on our mutual friend's uh, 
podcast, and that's how I discovered him. And I've always been a fan of him. And I always called uh, Rasslin Ranton, uh, like, this uh, big-time rapper from, like, the uh, 80s into 90s named uh, KRS-One. Because uh, Rasslin Ranton, he's always been that type of cat that would just not only review a show, but he would give you actual in-depth history. And I always respected that. Always. And it's my goal, it's my hope, it's my prayer that one day that I can chat with him on here or go on his show because I respect him that much. Always respecting him. All right. So uh, you kind of touched upon New Japan. Uh, what's your favorite promotions outside of that? Oh, favorite promotion? Uh, in what context? As in favorite promotion to watch? To yeah, favorite promotions to watch. Uh, let's see. All right. That you know that you straight up follow. That's not just uh, WWE or New Japan. Okay, so when I kind of have the time, um, I try my hardest. Obviously, there's certain shows like a big show where you kind of put your fan hat on, and I kind of like to sit here and you know put a, put the fan hat on and just enjoy the show. But a lot of times, I I do try and um, study what they're doing. So I kind of quite like going back to watching lots of the old old stuff. Um, uh, but if I, I'd probably say. Uh, a, I like keeping up to date with it um, just because obviously you want to know what's going on if there's any change in the industry etc etc what you know draws what doesn't draw I think you can learn a lot just by watching the TV um, shows I kind of AW I watch uh, Impact um, Dragon Gate they're big shows All Japan big shows DDT big shows New Japan big shows obviously uh, WA stuff I kind of like, in the end of the day, if I'm training to become a pro wrestler, I should be watching what's going on at the minute in time. It'd be like becoming an NFL, trying to training to become an NFL player and not knowing what's going on with the teams, <laughs> not knowing what's going on with the roster, not knowing what's, oh, okay, cool, this this line, this line, this line works. You know, it's kind of like, okay, that's that's working, that's getting him over. Why is that getting him over? And then watch and then kind of dissect it from that point of view. Um, but... Yeah, it's, it's all a learning curve. I, I think that everyone, whatever industry they're doing, should be um, watching as much and learning as much. I think that's the best way to obviously learn is, you know, you can't just go, okay, cool, I've got training once a week and then I'll, that's it. Cool, I'm going to go there for, for that day and then that's it. Like, no, it has to be constant. It has to be going to the gym, watching the diet. It needs to be, you know, watching, studying, learning what's worked, what doesn't work. And if it didn't work, why didn't it work? Um that's how I see it anyway, um, as I've been taught. Um, I'll not be coming on here and giving insights on how I'm trained and what stuff I do because that's, that's, I don't, I don't agree with that. Um, I won't even tell my mum any of the, what, how, how I'm, uh, how I'm trained because I think it's a, the wrestling industry kind of, I think kayfabe is, obviously it's kayfabe is a bit harder with, like you said earlier, with all the podcasts and this and that. But I, I would hope that, you know, some things are best left, not knowing how wrestling is actually done. Oh, I hear you. And that is quite a list. 
I remember actually having that style of uh, list or something similar to it last year. And I said, oh, shit, I cannot keep up with all this. Seriously. Yeah, dude, that's the thing. That's the thing. It's, it's not about keeping up when I'm kind of like, okay, I'm in the mood to watch a certain wrestler. So, for example, say, oh, I want to see Seth Rollins today. I'll just put on SmackDown. And I watch the SmackDown. I feel like I'll, it, it's it's on the box. It's not a you know you have. I don't have to keep up with the week to week to week. Obviously, keep kind of an eye on YouTube as well. You kind of get the grasp. But you know, there's certain times like I'm like, oh, I haven't seen no Kata match in a while. I'll chuck on New Japan. You know, I haven't seen a Kento Miyahara match. I'll check on All Japan. And then you can go and then you kind of see the differences and what they do compared to everyone else. I think I think wrestling is just. The fact so many different styles, but it's all the same thing is absolutely magical. Absolutely magical. I hear you. And that's one thing about pro wrestling that I loved since I was eight years old. I'm still in awe that it's been 25 years since I started this crazy journey. And I've been trying to find myself in this crazy world. As far as wrestling is concerned, because my life is so busy with me working, not only me working, me doing this podcast, uh, actually working with a best-selling author on getting my story out, who's like a mentor to me, and I love her to death. She's absolutely fun. Uh, But I'm actually came to the realization that I think I have one or two live experiences left to give. Because the last few that I've actually had, it wasn't that they were completely bad. The shows were good, but feeling of leaving and coming back to New York or just straight up home didn't feel right. And now I think I found my resolve that I can actually go to a show and know that I'm at peace because I got a shelter over my head a roof over my head and food in my stomach. So I'm happy and grateful for what I got. And I'll delve a little bit more into it in maybe the follow-up episode after we're done chatting. Okay, so basically, let's see, for minutes, I believe... All right, we covered your background. We did the favorite promotions. You actually did touch upon uh, what made you decide to go become a pro wrestler, I believe. Uh, you already hit the head with the uh, training. All right, so we've actually agreed upon this for a little bit. And people known in the last few months that I've talked about my relationship with uh, the laws of attraction and fortunately for me 
the heavens opened up, the clouds parted as a woman the rock would have said about 11 years ago and you came on exactly today i was thinking that you probably would have came on like maybe some point in january or february like hey dude i'm a it's it's you know i'm not no i'm a no and realistic in reality terms i'm you know, I'm just a normal human who's just, you know, training to do something. I'm not, I'm not no star that people have to book me or, you know, I have to sign up and pay this much. It's, you know, it's, I've spoken to you in a few years. It helps you out. I've, it's, 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 it's don't, don't feel that, you know, it's anything major. It's literally just, you know, it's, I haven't done a podcast before, so it's quite, you know, it's a new thing for me and it's, you know, it's hopefully that, you know, in a few years' time, we look back on this. Um, hopefully, by then, you never know. I could be, well, presumably, touch wood, you know, resting somewhere and actually start, you know, a following and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So don't feel that you know it's a privilege. It's it's not. I'm just a normal guy helping someone out I haven't spoken to. Who used to speak to you quite a bit online about five years ago. <laughs> yeah. And- to see how you have grown i've said this earlier and it still is an honor to have known you and to see how you're actually growing and my hopes for your career is that it flourishes eventually that you will hit uh uh, progress and uh rough pro and even get out of there before we even uh continue on with this uh laws of attraction yeah without giving your actual weight uh what classification as a wrestler would you be oh junior heavyweight that's what i was thinking oh wow i hit it on the head okay (laughs) i said he's gotta be junior he's gotta be junior yeah, kind of. Um, how would how would I describe it? Um, trying to think of someone. Um, oh, it's really tough trying to think of it on the spot. Like I don't the kind of style that I've always enjoyed, always have, always will. Is that junior heavyweight? Is that cruiserweight style from you know nineteen ninety seven? You know, even going back far with further with Owen Hart and Tiger Mask back in the eighties, and then you go on to the two thousands and. Uh, 2010, 2020s with Dragon Gate and New Japan with their best Super Juniors, the X Division, um, even stuff like Cruiserweight Classic. Um, that's the style of wrestling I enjoy. Um, obviously, um, I'm just genetic. Obviously, I, I say that now, but in a year's time, I could be, you know, I could have put on, you know, 30, 40, 50 pounds, and that wouldn't be the case. Um, who knows? But at the minute, that's the kind of style I watch. That's the style I study. That's what I enjoy. Um, whether that's going to happen, who knows? And that's the thing with this show is it's, it could be a fun in a few years' time, look back and saying, you know, what am I doing now? For all I know, I could have, I, you know, touch what it does that happen. I could get in the ring when, when we start training again and hurt myself and be like, right, I, I can't do this. You, you never know. Um, but, yeah, that's the kind of, you know, there's lots of goals I have in my mind, stuff I want to do. Um, but 
yeah, definitely. I wouldn't pigeonhole myself to be, oh, my whole life I'm going to be that size because you just don't know. Um, you know, it just, you, you can't, you can never tell because I could just go through a massive bulking phase where I'm like, you know what, I'm actually going to bulk heavy rather than bulk lean. Uh, you never know. You absolutely never know. Or I think you told me something along that, like maybe a year or two ago, that you were trying to bulk up for a little bit and then. Only God knows what happened. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I was, um, I was, yeah, because I, I tweeted out on my Twitter machine. Um, I bulked up. It wasn't massive. It was respectable. Um, and then it was just work and everything. And then I was in the process of moving house. This, that, and the other. And um, yeah, and obviously lockdowns happened. Um, so I was kind of during lockdown with gym shut. Like in the UK, the gyms have literally been open for about a week now. Uh, and it Ooh. hasn't been open since about March. It hasn't been open since about March. Um, so literally from March till July, we had no gyms. So it was kind of just like you can't bulk because you can only work out a certain amount at home. So it's just kind of like, okay, cool, just maintain it. Try not lose it. And everyone, apart from people who have their have a gym at their house, lost weight. Like all my friends lost weight. Um it just happened. So all the hard work that was put into the bulking uh, was realistically for nothing because you go back down to the size you were before. So it is what it is, but uh, I, I do enjoy a, a good workout. I'm looking forward to getting back into great shape for the new year. I'm, I'm hoping next year will just be a better year for the world. Um, hopefully this virus stuff and hopefully everyone listening is safe. Um, obviously I'm not going to touch upon that, but hopefully everyone's safe and following all the government guidelines that are given to you because they're given to you for a reason. But yeah, it's just one of them things and there's nothing you can do about it. I could sit here and moan and be like, oh, it's not fair, you know, this this virus and this and that. But it's like, I can't do anything about it. You've got to control what you can control and I can't control that. All I know is the gym's back open now, so I need to focus on that. That should be my goal is to get back into that tip. I was never in tip-top shape. Um, I was in a getting there shape. So I was in the process of bulking and then loads of stuff happened in my life. There was like this, this, it was just, do you know when you go through that phase where this happens and this happens like, right. So I've got to change that. And then you have your work and you, I moved around at work and then my position at work changed. And it was just like, Oh my days. Whereas now it's kind of like, that's the best thing about 2020. When I look back in it, yeah, it'll be the virus, but it'll be, I'd say 2020 is the year where I properly fully sorted my life out like i have my goals i have my career i have my family i have my friends i have my partner i, I have a house um it's this boom so i can just fully concentrate with no stresses uh, for the first time in my life because of the fact like we said the work ethic i worked a lot of hours to be able to financially be um okay um which during again a lockdown in the uk that's tough because lots of people have lost their jobs and unemployment rate is really high. And hopefully in a few years time, we listen to this, the unemployment rate is, is really low because that must suck. I hear you. And it's just as crazy here in America. And it boggles my mind that people, they don't want to try and pursue things. They let their passions die and for me this year 
there was so much that I wanted to do, but I did not let this whole epidemic stop me. And the fact that <clears throat> so much has come into my life by ways of these universal laws, it still boggles my mind that, as I said, dude, I'm actually working with a best-selling author. Not only that, my podcast is still going strong. And the sky's the limit. And I'm in basically the best physical shape that I've been in. And she's, she's wept, as you guys would say. Uh, maybe the last 10 to 11 years. Because I was overweight. <laughs> Legit. I can actually look at pictures of myself from Ring of Honor and... Uh, impact from like 2017 to 18 and notice the changes and i even see footage of myself from a blood sport gcw's blood sport and other shows that i've been to and i just say to myself damn i look good damn i feel great God bless me right there. All right, so let's get back into this whole entire laws of attraction. So how did that come along into your life, dude? Oh, would have been... Well, I used to listen to uh, Gary Vaynerchuk for... I, I just think he's one of those kind of upbeat, positive people. And I, I was kind of just like stumbling on YouTube and I, it was about a year ago. Um, I was just, I was kind of in a part of my life where I just kind of, like I said, lots was going on. And I remember I was watching Gary Vaynerchuk and it was a, a Gary Vaynerchuk video and I was talking about laws of attraction, about how, you know, if you think about something to the point where you just keep thinking it and you keep thinking it and eventually, you know, if you keep thinking and you keep, it motivates you to work. Um, so, so for example, the way my kind of, like for example this week um it's kind of been working from 10 a.m to 7 p.m coming back either seeing family either seeing friends or seeing my partner and then after that it would be go to the gym and that's kind of getting back into that routine obviously last night i, I couldn't because i was working overnight but the whole point is the reason why is because I keep saying, you know, I keep saying, oh, yeah, my goal is to be a wrestler. My goal is to be a wrestler. If you ask my friends, you ask my family, what, you know, what does, what do what I want to do? They'll go, oh, he wants to be a wrestler. So you just, you keep saying it to yourself. You know, then you start acting like, okay, cool. I have to go to the gym. I have to go to the gym because that's what they do. I have to go to the gym. And it just becomes natural. And bam, bam, bam. You just keep doing it. You keep doing it. You don't even think about it. Like it's a, literally, I have, because uh, I don't know, American in the UK now because of the, covid virus there's you have to kind of book your gym slot it's just like natural it's like 1 a.m boom book 1 a.m boom book and by booking it late at night it means i can plan and do everything else until then and then i can have that release at the gym at night and then be sound have some me time at home watch what i want to watch on netflix etc and, and fall asleep but i do fully agree with it I, I do believe that if you think and you keep working by the factor of thinking about it it kind of 
you have to rethink your mind and it makes you so positive um it really really does um but yeah is what it is i i do agree with it if you don't and you think it's just like oh some hokey pokey stuff to oh you're just motivated yeah i'm motivated but because i believe that oh yeah the law of attraction is real um it's kind of like yeah it's that hope like oh this is gonna happen it's gonna happen and then boom because of law of attraction and that makes you work even more harder so i think it's kind of like yeah it's just one of those things it is basically just you working hard and just calling it law of attraction Oh, yes. And the laws of attraction and all these other universal laws that I've been learning about. Oh, God, they came into my life. I was saying now, as I'm looking at today's date, which is uh, December 6th, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it came around exactly November 25th last year. I was just uh, separated from my now second ex-fiance we just broke up like two days prior and i'm just browsing around youtube like you did except that uh i'm just looking for quote-unquote stuff on uh, soulmates and then all of a sudden different people came up and i said oh okay what is this and then there was this thing called the laws of attraction and i said Okay, I'm listening to it and whatnot. And I never knew that this sensation was exactly what's been going on for X amount of years. I knew that there were certain styles of people now that my memory serves me right because my mother was a fan of uh, Oprah Winfrey and Oprah would have on uh, different styles of people like uh, Matt Boggs, uh, his mother, Mary Morrissey, um, who else? Uh, Louise Hay, Wayne Dyer, and all these other big heads in that community. And I would say to myself, now that I've actually sat through a good while of the stuff that they've said, it's absolutely true. You, you just can't be all negative. You gotta find like positives. You gotta have a strong ethic to you. And when you finally have that sense of purpose and you have a sense of drive and it all comes together. Like for me, as far as, uh, as I touched on like twice already, this whole entire spiel of uh, doing the uh, work for becoming an author. Oh my God, dude, I lost my weight. And people were asking me for months, like, how I did it and would I write a book. I didn't actually have the thought of actually writing out my story until it really became like wildfire. And then once I finally did start beginning to write my story, I said, oh, my God, I can't do this on my own. I cannot do it on my own because I would procrastinate like here and there. And I would get spurts. But then my mentor, Blair, came along like by way of my uh, spiritual mother, Linda, who I met back in June. And then Blair came along like maybe not even a month later. And she came on my show maybe 
two, almost three months ago. From that point forward, it was like, okay, here, there, everywhere. And it's just stayed consistent. Like now, as I'm looking at today's date again, which is the, the sixth, I got 12 more days, if I understand Blair correctly, to hand in my first draft. And it still, it feels like a wet dream that I'm doing this. And that's by way of following these laws. And I owe it so much to source energy and not only just my own worth ethic, but the people that have brought me to the dance, like you. And for that, I'm always happy and grateful, and I will never forget it. But also at the same point, um, you can't, uh, people who think, oh, you know, his law of attraction hasn't worked for me. It's not, well, it's not instant results. I haven't, it's still this, this, and this. It only works if you actually work hard. So in reality, it's kind of, it's a tough one. It's like, it's, it's true in a way, but if you didn't work work hard, then none of this would be happening. So it's kind of a tough one. I, I get why people think it's hokey pokey. I hundred percent get it. Like it, law of attraction, I could go to work and fifty percent of people are like, oh yeah, I believe in it. And the other fifty percent will be like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Like it, I get both ways. It's like, oh well, you know, you just worked hard and you earned it. That's not law of attraction. That's just you working hard. And I get that point of view, but like, like I kind of that whole. Like oh, okay, you know, I I get it, I do get it, um, but yeah, I just I think you should just work hard anyway. Like I just you either enjoy working hard or you don't. It's one of those things. There's, there's two types of people: people who work hard, and people who don't. If you don't work hard, as long as you're happy, like I've come to the point in my life where it's like as long as people are happy, like I don't their work ethic doesn't affect me. As long as like obviously if like uh, people you know who aren't working at work and whatever and it's like they're struggling to live it's like well just put in some extra work you know and you'll be all right but yeah it's a it's a real interesting one you could it's just tough because you get why people don't buy into it and you get why people do um but yeah i'm i'm absolutely battered here son uh it's 11 a.m dude I, I i started work 16 hours ago so that's that's crazy and i need i do need to get some rest my friend Oh, man. And I still thank you for coming on here. All right. I think you already touched upon the hopes for your career. Uh, before I actually ask you the final questions and we wrap this bad boy up. Yeah. All right. You follow AEW. You follow Impact. What do you think about them being in bed together now that it's been revealed in a public eye? Uh, if it means more jobs for wrestlers, if it means more people watching Impact, if it means more people watching AEW, I think it's a win for the industry. Um, I think if, you know, uh, I like everyone always, oh, yeah, ratings war. It's like, I literally don't care who wins that number as long as the number's high. You know, I would happily, you know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, the raw number's down, the show sucked. I'm like, dude. I want, the sh I want the number to be high. The more people that watch wrestling, the better. I, I, I kind of, but then I kind of see it in that way. Um, but I, I think it's good, um, you know, for fans as well. 
Like, and I'm not saying for fans as if I'm not a fan, because I'm a fan. Um, obviously, I'm just training to be a wrestler, but um, it's, you know, it's it's fresh, it's new, and it's, it gets a buzz around companies. It gets a buzz around, and hopefully more people will tune in, and obviously more people tune in means more people check out local promotions, hence on, henceforth. So I think it's, I think it's beneficial, and I think it's great. But, yeah, I think it, it's good TV. Um, I actually watched it live. Uh, this week I watched on the um, TNT stream type thing um, and I loved it. I loved the, the whole episode of Dynamite. I was sat there when Sting came out like a fan little fucking what? I was, I was absolutely pumped. I was buzzing. <laughs> it was a really, really awesome moment and I thought Kenny Omega and John Moxley had a uh, a really really good match and ended with a good little story with Don Callis uh, coming out and Omega running away and saying tune in on Tuesday. I thought that was really good. Really good stuff. Um and it was good to see people on social media actually praising the stuff, which is good. Uh, but yeah, Impact's been Impact's been on a bit of a roll. Um, I'd say since well, since anniversary really, when they had all those um, former WWE guys debut. Um, so good for them. Hopefully, Impact grows. Uh, the more wrestling promotions that that are growing, obviously, the better it is for in a non-selfish way. You know, if there's more options for me and how, when I finished, you know, completed my training and actually on starting to get on the road the more options that are more companies making more money uh with a bigger attendance i i, I just i think it's bet beneficial if the actual business as a whole is booming rather than picking a company and you know i just i don't know i don't i, I think every company is does their own thing and do, does it well even WWE people can bash it but it's it's still if over a million people still watch it. It's still relevant. It's it's in so many countries around the world, um, and I think some of their stuff is is entertaining. But if you don't enjoy it, you don't, you don't have to watch it. It's just that's that's one thing I don't get with all the haters. Oh, that sh- this show sucks. It's like if I'm watching a TV show that I'm not enjoying, I'll just uh, I'll just watch something else. It's really not difficult. I hear you, pal. I hear you. And AEW and Impact, respectively, kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Why did they rub you the wrong way? Actually, I'm explaining it. Don't worry. Okay. So AEW and Impact rubbed me the wrong way for years because they both tried to attack WWE. And I've always said this, that they both each had potential and they still do have potential but they need to knock off uh, this whole entire chasing of the WWE thing because it's uh, not working I believe that through this partnership and I may delve a little bit more into this in a future episode I think that if things go correctly and we truly do get out of this uh, coronavirus situation that AEW Impact and the NWA, if they all stay in bed together and they make their products good enough, strong enough, that we possibly can get them to Madison Square Garden. They could do a Madison Square Garden show. And if they do an MSG show. I believe that I may turn out for it. 
I may turn out. Dude, I, I, I think, I think AEW will do a MSG show sometime down the line. I think they definitely will because New Japan and Ring of Honor did it, and that featured Kenny, Cody, the Young Bucks as big selling points. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I think that they'll, they'll do it, and obviously you had Okada White in the main event. That was a pretty fun show. Um, but no man, it was. I, I think it's great. I, I, I just, I want wrestling to be popular, properly popular. Um, just lots of people watching it, as many eyeballs as possible on all the shows. Like it's, it's, it's good because I can, in a way, it's, it's all one and the same. It's all wrestling, you know. It's just under, mm-hmm. it's dress, it's dress, dress differently. It's, it's the exact same thing. It's like a human being stood there and it's just got different clothes on. It's all the same wow. thing. It's still the same human being underneath. Still two, four, six, three guys or gals <laughs> in a ring wrestling in a ring it's, it's still the same thing so the more people watch i think the better and if you're like if i just think that people who kind of oh they get out raw rings they're bad this week's like why is that why is that good like surely you know if your football team's playing and they're, they're doing well and you're like oh beautiful when they're doing when the when the when your football team loses quite a bit you're not going to go oh yeah that's good i hate that team it's like oh, come on come on it's your team. You should be supporting them. It's still wrestling. Wrestling is still sports. You know how we touched upon the laws of attraction and vibrations? All right. So I'm going to tie this into that uh, little idea that I threw out into the air. Uh, Impact is going to be 20 years old in two years' time. AEW, I gotta believe, will be about two or three years old at that point. But I'm thinking if this show does happen completely, and this is the vibe that it's that it's given me, this will happen in 2022. I'm having a strong feeling on it that. If AEW and, uh, okay, let's try this again from the top. AEW Impact and the NWA all stay in bed together and their products are good and aligned. And this coronavirus situation is gone. I'm calling it. In the year 2022, these three will actually appear in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I think, I think I think I think AEW would do it um, independently, r- regardless. Um, hopefully, Impact and NWA do wish them nothing but the best. I think AEW's on something at the minute. They're really really popular. Um, social media buzzing for them, which is great. Um, but dude, I, I I need to wrap this up. I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a sleeping sleeping boy in in a very few minutes. Uh, it's very 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 <laughs> very late for me. All right, so yeah, it's time to wrap this up. There's only one. Or two more things left to ask. All right. What can I do for you going forward, pal? <laughs> um, oh, I don't know, dude. Just just keep um keep doing your own thing. Um uh, keep on trying to grow your podcast, keep keep on um with the with the book. Um just keep on doing your own thing. Uh stay healthy, stay well, stay positive. There's it's not about what you could do for me it's about what you do for yourself um i just wish everyone out there would kind of 
you know, kind of be a bit less hateful on the old social media. Uh, but it is a social media, isn't it? It's freedom of speech, which is the beautiful thing about this world. But yeah, it's, it's one of them things where, you know, you're doing your thing. I'm, I'm doing my thing. I wish you the best in yours and hopefully uh, catch each other down the line. All right. And with that said, ladies and gentlemen, we can wrap this bad boy up. And please, uh, uh, Kieran, Kieran, please give my listeners your info where you can be followed, sir. Uh, okay, yeah, cool. Um, I forgot about that. Oh, uh, jeez. Um, on Twitter, at Kieran Lucas. Um, I'll probably retweet and I expect this stuff. Um, so you'll be able to find out anyway. Um, I kind of like in, like I said, I'm not, again, I'm literally just a normal human training pro wrestler. This is not, I'm not a wrestler yet. I'm literally just in training. The reason I'm on this show is because years and years ago, me and uh, Zach used to uh, talk online and this, that, and the other, and it popped up saying, hey, dude, do you want to do a a podcast about Laws of Attraction because of this? Because I remember how much you used to work, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, that's cool. So this is not me coming on. I'm not no superstar, so don't be tweeting me. Can I have this? You know, link me matches. Um, the only videos I have are of training, which stay on my phone. Only my only my family will be able to see them. Um, I'd barely show my friends um, because that's just, you know, training is, in my opinion, confidential and shouldn't be posted out there. Um, but, yeah, it's been been fun coming on. I uh, wish you all the best. Um, but, I, yeah, I do be having to get some sleep. <laughs> All right. With that said, we can hit the outro. So, with that said, thank you very much for listening, folks. Take care. Bye. Thank you to my guests for roaming around with me in Black Lion's domain. I truly appreciate it. The time was well worth spent. Please, Follow said person or persons on their social media accounts or email them. Please email me at zachi130 at gmail.com. You can find me on social media as Zachary Shiloh and Black Lion130, respectively, on Facebook. Instagram, and Twitter. Also, listen to this show by multiple means of places like Speaker, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Pods. I'm sure there's others. I do have a YouTube page. Please subscribe. I am under Zachary Shiloh. Please take care of yourselves and each other. I love you all. Bye.